Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Jesus 101 program and biblical studies. And we are doing a mini Christmas series that we have entitled Christmas Gifts. Well, the truth is that our greatest gift is Jesus. Obviously, we are celebrating His birth. We don't know exactly when His birth occurred, but we have chosen this time of the year to celebrate it. And He's the greatest gift from God. Along with him, we have several other gifts, and we're going to study five of them from the events of Christ's birth. Uh, We're going to concentrate on Matthew and Luke. Those two are the evangelists that give us the most stories about Christmas, and we're going to be concentrating in uh, five of them, including Jesus' genealogy in the Gospel of Matthew, which means that uh, the lineage through which Jesus came to be with us. And um, I want to start by telling you a little story. Some time ago, I went to the country of Ireland, and I asked my host to take me to a castle that is right next to Dublin. It's in the outskirts of uh, Dublin City. And uh, I have been to much uh, bigger and perhaps nicer castles in my life, but there was something really special about this one. And it was the fact that um, the Talbots, you know, my last name is Talbot. The Talbots uh, owned it for more than 800 years. So I really wanted to go see this castle, not because I think I'm going to be inheriting it, <laughs> but because I thought it was interesting that the Talbot family actually owned this castle for 800 plus years. And uh, so I did a whole tour of the castle. And and when the lady heard my story, the, the guide, she kept calling me, Lady Talbot, Lady Talbot. <laughs> it was a really interesting experience. Well, when Matthew is trying to tell us um, the family of Jesus, he chooses very interesting characters. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's actually quite interesting. And today we're talking about the topic that you are God's choice. And, and what does God base his choice on, right? And so from the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew, we actually learn quite a bit. And this is in Matthew chapter 1. It starts by telling us um, some big names. So Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, the record of the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Obviously, David and Abraham are big names for uh, Matthew's um mostly Jewish audience, right? And it's interesting because we all know great stories about David and Abraham. But the truth is that these heroes of faith, they were quite flawed. They had all kinds of, of, of problems. And just from the very beginning of the genealogy, if you know the story of David who committed murder and adultery, and if you know the story of Abraham who at one point got a little fearful and lied, etc., etc., you would realize that these heroes of faith were flawed and that God's mercy is greater than our mistakes. And that's a statement that these two names make just at the very beginning of the genealogy of Jesus. And in spite of their failures, God still kept his promises, still kept the covenantal line through which all um, Jesus would come, all these generations until Jesus arrived, right? 
But um, I want to concentrate on four women that are in the genealogy of Jesus. Usually women were not part of uh, the lineage that was publicly uh, expressed or written about a particular famous person. Usually they, they listed mainly the men. But there are four women in, in, in this genealogy of Jesus before we get to Mary, his mother, that <laughs> I don't think any of them would have won the Israelite Woman of the Year Award. You know what I mean? They are, they are interesting. I mean, you would think that he would have chosen Sarah or Rebecca or some of the big names in, in Jewish history. But no, he, Matthew chose four women that actually had quite a reputation and some of them completely foreign to Israel, right? So on verse 3 of the genealogy of Jesus, Matthew 1 verse 3, we read, Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron and Hezron the father of Ram. You can read the story of Tamar. This is the first woman we're going to see in Genesis 38. It's a very strange story for our uh, Western minds. Uh, but Tamar had um, actually married uh, the, one of the sons of Judah, and that man was wicked, and he died, and then um, he gave Tamar the second son, and um, he also died. And the third son was very young, and, and, and he didn't want to give it to Tamar because everybody that married Tamar kind of died, right? So uh, Judah kept um, kept the son from her, and so she kind of deceived Judah by posing as a prostitute and sleeping with him because uh, the, 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 the rules of the time said that the family had to have descendants and that the one that was alive had to take uh, the woman as a wife to have uh, lineage for the family. But Judah didn't want to do that. So Tamar posed as a prostitute and he got her pregnant and she uh, eventually gave birth um, to, to, to the people that are here in the genealogy that are part of the genealogy of Jesus. So that's the first woman. You can read the whole story and, and of the dysfunctional family uh, and how heaven's door uh, are open to flawed ones as, as this dysfunctional family. It's, it's like it's a crazy story. I hope you take time to read it. So that's the first woman. The second woman was a prostitute. So we read in verse 5 that Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. The story of Rahab is found in Joshua chapter 2 and chapter 6. I hope you take a moment after um, our program to read those two chapters. This is when Israel is going into Jericho and Rahab uh, lives in Jericho and she is a prostitute and she lied to save the spies. And you know the story, she eventually is saved when Israel takes over Jericho, right? But what is really amazing is that this woman of a shady reputation uh, makes one of the greatest confessions about uh, of faith that we have in the Old Testament. Uh, in those two chapters, if you want to take time to, to read it, you'll see that she says that everybody is afraid because they have heard of this God that has opened the Red Sea. And, and um, well, the spies say, well, we will destroy the city. But if you put a red cord on the wall, because she lived on uh, right on top of the wall of Jericho, right? Uh, your family will be spared, whoever is inside your house. And um, she was spared. It's, it's a fantastic story uh, when the walls of Jericho fell. She was spared. 
And God redeems all who are willing um, and gives them a purpose. Imagine, this is a prostitute. She had an inn of shady reputation, and, and she's not only saved and redeemed, but she has a purpose. She, she is in the line of the Messiah. It's, it's, it's quite crazy, really. So, so far we have seen Tamar, who posed as a prostitute, Rahab, who was a prostitute. So, I continue reading on verse 5. We're still in Matthew 1, verse 5, which is the genealogy of Jesus, right? Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth, and this is the third woman. Well, you know a little bit about Ruth, I'm sure. Uh, this also happens in Bethlehem, because uh, there was a woman and her husband and two sons who had to leave Bethlehem and go to Moab on the other side of the Jordan to the, to the, to the place that wasn't Israel, where the God of Israel um, was not supposedly in charge. And yet God um, does something amazing in this story. This woman, Naomi, uh, loses her husband and the two sons. And uh, by then, the sons had married Moabite women. One of them was Ruth. And Ruth decides to come back to Bethlehem with Naomi. And uh, God did something amazing. And, you know, being that... Um, Ruth was a Moabite, and Moabites were really not friends of Israel. They, Moab was the product of an incest of Lot and his daughter. And so uh, the Israelites didn't really have a lot of relations with uh, Moabites, but, and their descendants were not even allowed in assembly with Israel. This is in Numbers 22, 23, or Deuteronomy 23, 3. So the fact that this Moabite in Bethlehem uh, ends up being the grandmother of King David. <laughs> and uh, this will tell you that you are also accepted. You also belong. You are also loved. Even though some people might tell you you don't uh, really uh, belong or that you don't qualify. Just the fact that Ruth is in the genealogy of, of, of Jesus, who, who would be born as the Savior of the world. I think she's there for that particular purpose. I think all of these four women are there for that particular purpose, to remind us that we are God's choice, even though we might not be the world's choice or a particular group's choice, right? Well, the fourth woman, uh, this is really interesting, is on verse 6. So Jesse was the father of David, the king. Uh, David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba, who had been the wife of Uriah. Well, let me tell you something really, really interesting. The name Bathsheba, and you remember the story, right? Yeah, Bathsheba was Uriah's wife, um, and David saw her bathing on the roof of her house, he saw her from the palace, and um, he really wanted this woman and sent for her. And when she was, he was told that she had a husband, well, he did all kinds of things, put him in the middle of the battle so that he would die, and he did die. And by then, he had slept with her, and she was pregnant. I mean, it was it's like a soap opera. But in verse uh, 5 of chapter 1 of Matthew, the name Bathsheba doesn't really appear. Uh, it, it, the, the, the Greek uh, original says... The, the wife of Uriah, he doesn't mention her by name. Of course, we all know who she is, and um, uh, the, the translators added uh, the name, Bathsheba. And uh, this is the royal nobility uh, filled with adultery and murder, and these are the people that Jesus is going to come from. And even the most famous among them were famously sinful and dysfunctional. And so we have this, this four women, 
that, like I said, would not be <laughs> would not have been chosen as the Israelite Women of the Year awards. Uh, Tamer, who posted as a prostitute to to uh, actually complete the rules of re of redemption, so that she could have a child from the same line. Actually, she was righteous in doing that, even though for our Western minds is a little strange. Rahab, who was a prostitute and lied to save the spies. Ruth, who was a Moabite, a foreigner, who, who wasn't really part of the people of Israel and, and became the great-great-great-great-grandmother of Jesus. And Bathsheba, who was the wife of another man, uh, and King David took her, and uh, she eventually gave birth to Solomon, the wisest man on earth. And you would say, well, why are these four women in the genealogy of Jesus? Well, I think there is a very specific reason. Jesus' genealogy, his pedigree included foreigners, sinners, public sinners, and famously dysfunctional families, which reminds us that we are all included in his salvation. You are God's choice, not not qualified? Did people tell you you're not qualified? Did people tell you you don't belong? Well, welcome to the club. Most of us either come from dysfunctional families or have dysfunctional families, or we have something in our past that we don't want anybody to know. And I am so thankful that God allowed these four women to be in the genealogy of Jesus, because that makes me uh, <laughs> belong it makes me uh, be reminded that I am God's choice in spite of everything. So during this Christmas season, remember, you are God's choice. Aren't you just so outrageously thankful for our inclusive Savior? I am. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free.